we have just begun my podcast. Uncomfortable with Jimmy D. Nickel. Thought I'd try a different intro instead of I'm really happy that I'm doing this, blah blah blah. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Today's a good day. Grateful to be alive. <laughs> um so I was listening to a podcast um called the Sarah Silverman Show and the Sarah Silverman, the Sarah Silverman podcast and she was discussing she had like what well, the way she works it is that she has voicemails that she gets and she just breaks them down. It's all about like political stuff from from political stuff all the way to stuff about like does what does Superman's cum taste like? And you know, it, it that was actually a question she got asked one time. Um, she's gonna know the answer to that. But anyway, she was discussing how movies have not aged well, or discussing movies that haven't aged well. And she gave some examples of the movies that I I I didn't know. Like there was ones like I just didn't really understand. Um, and then it made me think, and I was thinking, is there any I can think of without googling anything? Just like, and. I think I thought of a couple, but I can't remember them at the minute, but, like, they weren't, like, that terrible, you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, horrendous. And then, yeah, I was just, I just went on with my daily life and, you know, just got on with it. And a couple of days later, I was just uh, talking to Leo, my flatmate, about uh, a movie that I loved as a child and stuff like that. And, like, you know, whenever you're you're younger, you just, just love stupid movies and, you know... Like, we all just, there's no, like, you're not a movie critic back then. You usually enjoy anything that's funny, like, stupidly, you know, like, you know, just, like, that form of comedy that isn't taking themselves too seriously. For example, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which is basically about this man, Jim Carrey, plays Ace Ventura, and he's basically a pet detective, and it's just him going around solving crimes to do with pets, and like a big whale goes missing or something, and he tries to track down where it went. And from my memory, I remember being in hospital one time with like, I was growing another fucking head or something inside of my head, and um, they had to operate on it. And it was kind of like a, you know, really enjoyable to just get have an escape from the hospital. And I remember loving every minute of Ace Ventura. And then I. That was a really in my head. It was a you know one of the movies that you know it's rated terribly. Like it is a terrible movie, but you know it's just a guilty pleasure, and I you know enjoyed it. And then Leo goes that they watched a documentary about how you know trans people are, you know, portrayed in the media or portrayed in like movies, and they said that, like it made my heart sink when they said that there's a scene in it in East Ventura which I remember now that they mentioned it, that Ace Ventura pulls down the trousers of a trans person and to reveal that they like have a penis, that they, to the shock and horror to all of the, you know, the other actors, or like, you know, all the other characters. And basically, yeah, so the, the, the protagonist originally like so Ace Ventura originally finds out earlier in the movie that he kissed this person and then he has a really transphobic reaction because I researched this after I came this I was like fuck how did I not know this and 
I'm just so sh- I just, I just, you know, I honestly think that you, anyone listening out there, will have a movie that they've watched as a child and just like go, yeah, I, I love that movie as a child. And then it will, there will be, it will not have aged well, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. But anyway, he kissed this person and he had a real trans person. Like, oh, it's disgusting. It's gross. And um, he, he kissed a trans person, trans person. So he finds out this person is trans and then he stages this big, like, you know, gender reveal and he, like, pulls on the trousers in front of a group of all these, like, you know, men. And they all vomit. Like, wretch up. And, like, at the time, I was just a young, naive little child. I had no idea that this is horrible thing that they're doing like and I feel terrible but I was not meant to know age like seven or eight do you know what I mean like I was I didn't even know what that meant I goes I was just really confused as to why everyone was wretched I think you know what I mean but you know that was I was an eight or nine year old child and or a seven or eight or whatever the fuck and I didn't obviously understand that that was an issue but the people the producers the cast that signed up for that read that scene and thought, yep, yeah, I want to be attached to that movie. I'm going to audition for that. That movie's going to get made. The production company said, yep, they're going to make it. Um, and had no issue with it. So, it just it just blows my mind that there's not someone out there going, right, uh, maybe let's just remove that bit. But that that's the whole story. That this, you know, the whole big reveal at the end is that it, his, you know, this whole time that he's been looking for someone of this certain gender and it turns out to be that they're the person has been there all along and they just didn't know and um but it's just the way like that can happen that that could work totally as a movie uh, idea you know they find out this person's the, the, not the gender they thought shock didn't expect that but the vomiting and the retching and the whole entire cast vomiting and coming across that it's so disgusting that this person would want to change their gender oh my god imagine fucking ridiculous ridiculous so i went like you know but it but it just it got made like it actually got made so like who is this is this is like the last week i was discussing 365 days and this is where it's all stemmed from sort of like i started to like think of movies that like that movie was released last year and has an age well already well, it wasn't, you know, people, I think movies have to be perceived as good to then not age well, you know what I mean? So, like, people have to say, oh, I love that movie at one point, and then now they realise, oh, shit, 365 Days is an absolute fucking disgrace of a movie from day dot. So, yeah, it, it, it never was good, so it cannot have aged, you know, like, it cannot have aged badly, because it was just fucking bad to start with. That's my point. Um, so, I, I was just, I was just, I was just so confused, so angry that they made that movie like, like that. And like, you know, there's another Ace Ventura and I don't think it's as offensive because it came years later and hopefully they fucked up. But I do not remember it that one. I just, I do mainly remember the one that, you know, the original one, the Ace Ventura Pet Detective. But after discovering this information, I decided, right, I'm going to research some other movies that this happened to and just make myself more aware because, like, these are going to be movies that I haven't seen for many years. Um, 
So one of the movies that I actually watched the other for the first time the other day because I, it was on the list and I was I'm going to watch this and base my own opinion. I shouldn't be you know based on an article, but I I did read the bit of the article and I goes yeah, okay it's Pretty Woman. Like and that is just like everyone calls it the classic. Everyone's like literally so many people say it's their favorite rom com ever, and for Julia Julia Roberts is so good in it. Like she got nominated for an Oscar deservedly I think for the most part oh my god just like my spaghetti and you came up there um but it really has a bad message like it really really does in that the only way that she she like the her protagonist her character can only be saved from a rich white man it's the only way her life can get better and Every woman needs a rich man, and she will be accepted in society because there's scenes that there's scene in the movie which is, like you know, I, the scenes I liked. You know, like it's just nice to see that that's being portrayed in the in films, which is like where she's not accepted for the way she dresses and stuff, and that stuff sort of does happen in the world. And then whenever she, you know, he gives her money, she wears some nice clothes, and in she goes, and everyone accepts her because you know the, the man saved the day. It just bothers me a bit. More than a bit. It just bothers me. It's not as, I don't think it's as bad as Ace Ventura, but still, it's just, like, it just really has questionable meaning. Like, you know, it's just, what am I trying to say? Questionable, like, the, the, a woman's worth, you know, like, is not up for question, but these people, this movie makes it seem like it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a woman's worth is something that a man controls. That's what I'm trying to say. Finally got to my point there. Yeah. Then I also looked at other movies like The Crows in Dumbo. Do you remember the old, the original Dumbos? The original Dumbos? The original Dumbo? The Black... Sorry, the, the Black Crows are... Well, crows are black. Are based on black stereotypes from the 40s. And it is just offensive. Like, I haven't actually seen Dumbo, the old one. But, like, I just... I've seen a clip on YouTube. And it is bad. And Dumbo is offensive when you understand what's going on. Well, it's, you know, it's offensive even if you don't understand what's going on. But the main people who watch... Who'll be watching Dumbo is children. You know what I mean? So they're not going to understand. It's like me and Ace Ventura. I didn't understand what was going on. And, you know, it's kind of... You need an adult to explain or you need to be able to be something and children you know nowadays they're definitely in a more educated position than i was but um they still not gonna understand you know that that if they watch dumbo's way, way back that it's based on you know black people stereotype from the 40s you know what i mean um yeah but like i can imagine a, a parent taking a child to the cinema and saying like just sitting there like holy shit like they understand you can imagine you can imagine that but they, how are they going to explain that to their child you know like a five or six year old that the characters of the crows are wrong like they just should not it's just not right you know it's, it's kind of a tricky situation in that sense but there's other movies to stereotype like legally blonde the the stereotype gay people like and say that there's a scene where the main character like Reese the Spoon's character i think like basically says, oh, this person def this person definitely knows what my shoe ran in because he's gay, you know, like, uh, yeah, that that is not ideal, and in this modern society, it's gonna it, it's just going to see how like 
just so much more awareness now that the movie's being made now. They they can't be like that. Well, they can. They can still be successful. An example of that, which I'm going to go into in a minute, is The Hangover. Like it was one of the mo- biggest grossing movies, like com, com- male comedy movies, like like ever, you know, or comedy movies ever, and it's offensive. But um, the yeah, but within in society now, when there's more awareness for these problems, like the stereotyping and the transphobia, homophobia. Um, all this, I think that the, there's not, they're not they, these producers now like need to be with the whole Me Too movement as well. These producers and these like production companies need to be more aware of what they're financing, and what they're going forward with. Because obviously, I study movies and it's kind of just like I, I analyze lots of them, you know, in my all my course. But like, I'm thinking just like how is you know the movie industry going to be, the film industry going to be whenever I'm able to, like, be at the age to make them. Well, I'm at the age to make them now, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm not going to be, like, the Billie Eilish of movies, you know what I mean? And have, you get Oscars by 21, you know what I mean? So, do you know that I'm older than Olivia Rodrigo? Just fucking side note that, but I just found that the other day. Because she has a new album out, and it was very good. So, I recommend listening. But anyway, back to, on the point. The Hangover. Yeah. The Hangover 2, in particular, I think... Um, it's kind of correlates with um, Ace Ventura in that a group of men basically, you know, wretch once they find out that um, one of them has slept with someone who's trans. And the way they, the way trans people have portrayed that movie is so bad because I like remember it better than Ace Ventura because was you know I still didn't know at the time I was like what the fuck, um, but. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on, but like I remember more of it because I've seen it more recently. But like the way trans people are portrayed in that movie is just absolutely awful, absolutely awful, and it's just it really is just not fucking on to be honest. Uh, and like you know using like just that whole it's such a stereotype to do this. So like and it's just it's so but it just bothers me so much that this is actually just like a thing like it become the norm in so many like you know male comedies that having sex with someone who it who is trans is just gross and just disgusting. Like there's East Ventura and uh, The Hangover. There's two examples. There's definitely more out there. It's unbelievable. Like that I don't know the names of, but I remember reading doing research for this and I am 100% sure that there's there's more out there. And it's just fucking wrong. Like but I'm glad that the, you know like there's documentary out there that, like as I mentioned, that you know, show like is investigating how trans people are portrayed in. You know, they're in movies and in the media, whatever. Which that is a, a step in the right fucking direction because if they're actually looking into how they're being portrayed, that means they want to. They're activists for change. These people who are making these films, like you know, Laverne Cox, Orange New Black, like Orange New Black, is an amazing show. Which has you know, you know, like diversity, like in in all aspects, it explores you know, like sexuality, it explores the lives of people of all different races, everything, and you know, gender as well. Like Laverne Cox's character is trans in the show, trans person, trans person, which is always good, and um, you know, makes me happy that like. 
she was able to explore that. It must have been traumatic for her, but she signed up and she wanted to do it, which is so good. And I think that having a trans person story, a trans person story being told in such an authentic, raw way, really just... It, it's just... I don't know, awesome. I just think it's, it's just think it's so heartwarming that that is able to happen. I'm constantly negative on this podcast about all the negative shit happening in the world, like you know all of these things. But there is positives, like there is change happening. There's things going. The world is changing, which is good. Yes. Um. And then one more I'm going to discuss, which is oh, basically that was Orange New Black we're talking about. So watch Orange New Black. Recommend that show. It's a good one. The next one I'm going to discuss, which I have discussed before, it's just, I discussed this on my very first podcast, which is Bruno, which is a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, where, in which he plays a gay character who wants to be, who's like a fashion reporter, and is gay, and basically he, he, he and this other man is the only actors in the whole movie, and basically they interact with people, real life people, to get like their, you know, reaction to how to expose them really that is what he's trying to do which brings me into my point of that there was a whole article and there's a lot of people who find it offensive about how he goes into how he perpetuates gay stereotypes how he like keeps the gay stereotype thing alive you know what i mean and you know you know i i don't find it offensive and you know, I'm part of that community. So I'm not bothered by it in the slightest. For the reason that the gay stereotypes, that is wrong. But he is doing, he is exploring gay stereotypes in that movie. Look up a clip from it, seriously. If you're sitting listening to this podcast and you never heard of Bruno, just look up Bruno and literally you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, He uses the gay stereotype ping and uses his character that he's made called Bruno to expose homophobia in people. Like, Borat exposes racism, and, you know, that's his other character, Borat, he exposes racism, he exposes misogyny, all these different things, and Bruno exposes exposes homophobia, and, well, so does, so does Borat as well, but, you know, like, he explores all these different things, and exposes them, sorry, and I think that's so good that he's able to, you know, use his platform that he has for something for something useful and i don't think it would work if it wasn't a, someone who wasn't obviously gay you know what i mean like you know someone who well see that's presumptuous you know saying that but you know a, person, a, a camp gay character um it wouldn't work otherwise because it would annoy them these homophobic people like they're not going to get annoyed by someone who act you know who who isn't camp and it kind of just approaches them and then you're not going to be they're not going to be able to tell this person's gay they need to initially know that this person's gay in order to have a, a homophobic reaction they're not going to you know they, they can still be homophobic you know if a person isn't as camp but you know he is doing it to expose these people and he's doing it for use like to, you know he's Doing it. he's not meaning to I don't think he means to do any, any harm to the the LGBTQ plus community but 
you know, like a lot of people were offended by it, but to be honest, I'm not. And I think I've given good enough reasoning behind why I'm not. Because I don't think that these people, you know, I just, I just don't think they understand why he's doing it. You know, there's a lot of people out there that get offended on things that don't really have nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them. Like Adele posted that picture of her in like hair braids or something. I'm very confused. Like if something to do with some festival and accused her of cultural appropriation. But that was Americans and it was an English festival. A lot of Americans were on about it and saying like, you know, the only person we can trust for, you know, cultural appropriation now or the only person we can like not accuse of cultural is like Reese Witherspoon or something they would have been really stupid like really some random actress that hasn't done anything but I don't think I don't think Adele done anything wrong she was the, the people didn't understand what was going on and I don't understand so I'm not able to base an opinion I just said I don't think Adele did anything wrong but I did do a bit of research you know what I mean like I know that she um that it was not in an offensive way she was looking to you know like, she was looking to, what is the word I'm looking for? Looking to represent that, you know, style of hair or whatever to, like, you know, show that, that is someone who's, like, powerful and all. There's a the whole meaning behind it. But everyone took it as bad as cultural appropriation. You need it, but um, that's not even my point. My point is that people that have got, it's got nothing to do with them get offended by things. Like, the Americans were like, they didn't understand what this festival was about. And they didn't understand why Adele had her hair like that. And they were saying, oh my God, cultural appropriation. Didn't even want to understand. And I just think that's wrong. I think you have to do your research. And I did do my research on the Adele thing. I said I didn't really know what it was about. But I do know bits, like, and I base my opinion. that Adele didn't delete it from Instagram. It's still there. So she obviously thinks that She's not getting... It's not all complete hate. A lot of people support of what... You know, support her for what she's done. You know. And... I think it's just the point I'm trying to make is that... You, I think before you get instantly offended something, you need to do your research. Like, on Bruno. Like, people... I know there's 100% of people out there who are offended by Bruno in the way that it portrays gay stereotypes, but hasn't actually seen it. You know what I mean? And... Like, you could say that about me. 365 days. Last week, I said... I hadn't seen it. I've seen bits of it and I've researched it. So that is why I, how I am able to base my opinion on it. Thank you. Amen. And this week's guest is Lillianne Thomas, one of my dear friends. Hello, Lily. Hello. And our traditionist podcast, as we always do, we're going to get straight into it, is How You Know Me, first time we met. Share that story. Tell them how you know me, please. So I met you and I moved to uni and we was walking up and I can't remember why I shouted at you. What did I say? I was like, are you going to come and sit with us? And then you said something really fast in Irish. And I was like, okay, I guess he's not then. And then two <laughs> minutes later, you came out and started to talk to me. And I was like, I was looking at him. I was like, I can't tell if he's straight, if he's strange. I don't really know what this deal is. And then you came upstairs with his besties. And yeah, but that was... The accents was was an issue from the start. I yeah. think with the, we we kind of didn't understand each other. That language barrier, really. It really did. <laughs> it started. We actually did. And then when we was talking to each other, people were just looking at us because we talk really fast together. And people were like, what the fuck? And then when you have like my accent, your accent, and then your obviously Emmy's upstairs too. Um, our friend Emmy, that they're like a mix <laughs> of accents, aren't they? Like, yeah. So... To be fair, Charlotte was bad though at the beginning. Mm, yeah, it, and it, that's died down. Now. She sounds like she's almost stuck. That is definitely a thing, though, no, because mm. you there's a thing that you your accent has it gets 
worse when you go home. Like, it, it can yeah. go from a Welsh interview. And if I answer the phone to someone from Wales, everyone's like, why have you gone suddenly really Welsh? And as soon as I hang up, it goes. But that is the thing, though. That is, like, definitely, like, everyone does it. You should hear Sam and this fat. Um, he, he, he does it all the time, too. Okay. So you say you're from Wales. Where about in Wales are you from? There's a place called Cofilly, but no one ever knows it. It's, like, just outside Cardiff. So describe it to someone who has never been to Wales. Right. Shithole. Yeah, no, it is. It's like one of the. It, it, it is, is shithole. Yeah, it's really bad. It, it's not great, but what? What? Why is it shithole? Like, what? What is the shithole part of it? It's just loads of like, I don't even know. Like, we had literally the BBC do a documentary in a place that's like five minutes outside from my town called the most deprived area in Wales. That's how bad it is. Like this real bad, like not poverty, but like. You know, no one has any money and they all just sit and do Lana, drugs. Is ho- and... homelessness bad there? Not really, because our council are really good. But, like, they put... It basically, where I live, just outside the court, like, outside around the corner of, like, my street, is where they put all the people, like, all the homeless people who go to the council for help, they put them in there. Oh. But they're, like, people, like, who are coming out of prison in, like, halfway houses, you know, what? Oh, like, okay. very dodgy, like. Well, but it's nice. It's a good community atmosphere when things happen, <laughs> but they're all just a bit... You know. Yeah, I get you, I get you. But why is it worse than others? Like, why is it Trumpy compared to Trumpy or, like, rough compared to... Is, it, is, it not, so is the rough... It is, like, the roughest place in Wales as well. Like, yeah, you think so? Yeah, And is that, that is just because of the... But, like... It's, like... It's a lot of, like... Not so much gang culture. Like, it's not, like, you know, like, America. <laughs> but, like... Think you're blind there's, like... like, certain, like, gangs. Like, people have just gone to prison there for, like, stabbing another drug dealing group. Like, they all have drug deal, And then, like... If one drug dealer takes someone else's drug dealer, what's it called customer, they all go nuts at and they all start fighting and stabbing each other outside the castle. It's like and there's drugs is like yeah, versus... that's like the worst part there. Oh there's really? So much drugs. But drugs is everywhere now. Yeah, to be fair, it actually is. But yeah, um, so you're from Caerphilly, uh, but you're in Worcester studying mental health nursing. And why that course? Um. So when I first was going to come to uni I was like I don't know what I want to do so then I failed my levels I was like oh god <laughs> and then trying to find someone I was passionate about and mental health has always just been a thing in my life like I struggled people in my family struggled and then like when you come out the other end well almost like you know you get over the hurdles it's like okay well maybe I should help other people and then it kind of just became something I was really passionate about because it was the only thing I could find that I was like okay well I actually care about this do you know what I mean like I was looking at like People go, like, my friends going to, like, pharmacology, and I was like, well, I don't really care about that. Like, I'm one of those people, I need to be motivated about something, or I just won't want to do it. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is good. And you said there about your own struggles, and how uh, have... Like, they helped you choose this career path. Yeah. Because of the fact that you wanted to help. But uh, I was just thinking, like, I know you're not a qualified nurse, but I was thinking, <laughs> what would you say to someone? who is struggling with their mental health now? Like, what would be your advice that, since you've been through it? I just, it's just interesting. To think. My advice would probably be, obviously, get help, but not just, like... When I first went to get help, I lied a lot. Like, when I walked into the room and they were like, so what's the matter? I was like, oh, I just worry a bit about things and I'm just a bit sad. But, like, you just need to be open and honest and raw. And, like, it's not that you're just a bit sad, it's that you feel hopeless and you don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to change. Do you know what I mean? So if you're going to do it, you need to want to do it and you need to be honest with the people who are trying to help you or you're never really gonna you know get the get the help you need because they don't know the truth of things like things with like diagnosis and stuff you can't get the right diagnosis if you're not going to be honest about how you're feeling because nobody no one can read your mind yeah that's true and that is like i have known people to do that in the past too that are just like 
Yeah, like when I went, I was like, because I was too scared to be open and honest, because I felt, it wasn't so much a shame, it was like guilt. Like, it wasn't like shame, like I didn't care if people knew, but it was like, yeah. the thought of like my dad and my sister being like, well, why? Like, because really there's nothing drastically wrong. Like, a lot of people have it a lot worse than me in their life, and I was like, I don't want my dad to look, and obviously when you're underage, everything goes to the parents, so they know everything, and I was like, I don't want them to think like, why, what's the matter with her? Like, why is she doing this? Like, do you know what I mean? So... I lied a lot because I didn't want my parents to know because I felt guilty. But then they're going to feel a lot guilty if you're not here next week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you just need to... That's that's very that's a really good point. And that, like, you be acting so selflessly that you're... Because you're, you're just... That just, just shows how kind you are as a person, to be fair, that you want to... You're, you're thinking about what you're... Even though you're feeling so yeah. shit and so low, you're thinking about your parents' needs. Yeah. So, so nice. Um. I read so many articles, like and read like read so many things that like people are like attach a stigma to yeah. getting mental like help with your mental health. Like yeah. you know, people say, "Oh my god, you go to the therapist." Yeah, and like, it's like oh, it's just such a thing. How do you be, being uh, trying to be a qualified like you know trained to be a qualified nurse? How do you respond to the people that say, like? Oh, I feel like a lot of the stigma comes from the fact that people think. You know, like, if you're ill, people go, like, oh, yeah, but you're not that ill. Like, you're not as ill as the person next door. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, there's, like, this saying, like, a lot of people, like, share on Instagram and stuff, like, you have to kill yourself to be unwell. Because before that, everyone's kind of, like, oh, well, they're not that unwell. If they were, they'd be suicidal. But a lot of people have, like, what's called, like, high-functioning illnesses, which is, like, they can come across, like, everything's fine and, like, it doesn't matter. But then when they're actually on their own, it's ten times worse. And they are hopeless and they are feeling so. But the stigma just comes from the fact that people think, oh, they're not that unwell. Do you know what I mean? So then everyone like thinks, oh, they're attention seeking and like. And the only way to get over that, I think, is just to for everyone to learn about it, like educate yourself, and then you'll see. Because people think like depression, you have to be lying in bed, not moving, not eating, not breathing, like mm-hmm. before you can be clinically depressed. Whereas there's a lot of different forms of depression that comes out in different ways. And when people are educated on that, then they'll understand it more. Well, to be honest, that a really good example is me not understanding that there's levels of depression. Yeah. Like, I didn't, honestly, not know that. I thought it was just, I, like, honestly, I did think that that was, you know, you're in bed lying, not be able to, like, yeah. literally, as you just said there, I honestly believed that, honestly, I believed <laughs> that, uh, that was, that was the, that was it and then whenever i heard that this that is not the case it just it, it just but but like baffled me and i was so i felt so shit because i felt like i i just didn't know that like and yeah but i have educated myself yeah that's what i mean like when you educate it's like with everything like you be small-minded and then you educate yourself and you look at it and you go oh, okay maybe it's not what i thought it was originally like yeah yeah um but like you said about the parents and we both know people that because of their age can't get you know like have their parents that don't want them to get mental help. Yeah. We both, like, there's people we know that uh, their parents are like, no, because they're stuck in their ways. They're yeah. not ready to get educated. So it's just so, uh, I don't really know what, it's not really a question, it's just kind of like what are your thoughts on, like, people's parents, they just need to be, I think your, your response yeah, is just like get educated. Some people just think, like, especially some parents will be like, mental health's not real. Do you know what I mean? But it's just as real as a physical illness. Like, people, like I remember when I was first going on my meds, my grandparents were like, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. That's not good. and Because there's such a stigma about taking pills to get better. Mm-hmm. But then 
sometimes you do just need that push to you know get over the hurdle and stuff like I remember my grandma was so scared because she was like you're gonna get addicted like they're so addicted they're not good to rely on and I was like they're not like she's acting like they were ecstasy or something I was like <laughs> they just make me feel a bit more chilled out like it, it's fine and I remember my doctor at the time called my nan in for a meeting because she was so against it, and I was like, "Well, if my nan's against it, I don't want to do it because I was so young." Yeah, and then, your nan's like, yeah, all and like... they called my granny in to like talk to her, and they educated, her and they literally, I remember them saying to her like, "It's just as real as a physical illness; you just can't see it." And my nan was like, "Oh, okay," but it's like in their day, like my grandparents always say, "Mental health wasn't a thing when I was young," and I was like, "Nobody was," but this stigma, it's like when people were like, used to have to hide that they were gay and stuff, and then yeah. they were like, there was never that many gays when I was... <laughs> and it's like, no, they was. Everyone was just too scared to come out and uh, say it. Like, your pet friend would be killed. Yeah, yeah, literally, like... Yeah. That's a really good answer. We sideball the question here, which is, if you weren't going to be nursing, oh God, if yeah. nursing did not exist in any form, yeah. what would you do? Oh, God. Because I think I would do... I've said this before, that if I wasn't able to do screenwriting... I would do business something. Something marketing yeah, where something. I get to be the face of a business. Yeah. <laughs> you probably did the money like. Um, Boss and people about. But what would you do? Pharmacology? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm trying to say, I don't know. I feel like a lot of everything in my life, like I need a purpose behind it. Like I can't just do like, people who just do maths. I can't, like I don't find the God's degree in maths and I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse just sitting in your room doing maths all day. I like, know, I know, I know. Um, what was it, a politician? Yeah, maybe I'd be a politician. Be the maybe, next Prime Minister, well, like. Maybe you'd be the first honest politician. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'd be up there making all these speeches. Yeah, that's right, I do politics. <laughs> Can you imagine me? They'd be like, you know, get it down quick. <laughs> Thomas for president. <laughs> um, right, okay, we're going to change the subject drastically from. Oh, God, uh, which is just about slut shaming. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're one of my closest friends and you do not apologise for being a sexually active person <laughs> and neither do I and what would you I just want to see what you would say to the people who think to the people who themselves are like them self-brand themselves as a slut mm. because they're they're ashamed of being sexually active you know the people yeah. like I, I I have had people and my, my friends come up to me and go oh my god I'm such a slut and I feel like shit and I feel like you know my body count's too high and I was here <laughs> Thinking, what would you? <laughs> nah, to be fair, I just think like if you're being safe and you're having fun, why be ashamed? Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like you've only like again, this is very drastic a thing to from what my nan used to say to me about taking pills, right? But she used to say to me all the time because my granny's only ever like slept with one person, exposing her year, like, but she's only ever slept with my granddad really? all her life, yeah. And oh my god! My grand, my grandma's divorced from my granddad now. They're not together. But she's always said the one regret that she had was that she didn't go out and have fun as a kid because she was married by sixteen, kids by seventeen. Like, that is mad. And she's only ever slept with one person. And she used to say to me like, "Don't, don't like." And when I first lost my virginity, and I told my nan, I was crying because I was like one of those people. I was like, oh, "I can't believe I've done it," like because I was only sixteen. And my nan was like. Don't be ashamed. She said it's good. She's like, just go out, get some experience, be safe. She's like, you don't want to live your life with regret. She was like, I regret not having fun. She's like, I wish that I went out there and did a bit more. Oh, that's so which is good. so drastic. From <laughs> don't take medication, be a better. Let's go out, be a slag. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, and I just think you do you. Do you know what I mean? It's your body. Have fun. Like exactly. And what age is your granny now, though? 
Oh my god. She's, she's like, oh, she started the game. Like, yeah, she's like 67. She's folded like her cards. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but she's a dancer. She has these dance partners. And I think sometimes, because like, obviously, like, they do like tangos and that. And I oh, think, oh, and come can, on. I can get, yeah. I can, I can get <laughs> like, frisky. Like. Yeah, yeah. Get a bit fruity, like, do the tango. <laughs> I hope it does get fruity for her. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But then, now, you said, like, you're saying, as to the people that self brand, what, what about them lads? Oh, don't. It's so annoying. Like, I think... Let's say that you're a slut. Yeah. There's just so, like... They they comment on things, and when you actually think about it, like, I know a lad my age whose body count is, like, 42. And people go, oh, yeah, nice one, lad, nice one, good. good but on then you. I know a girl whose body count is a bit higher, and they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, that's wrong. You need to have a bit more respect. And I think, again, it's just stigma, isn't it? It is just... Exactly. And it's I think so it's just, unfair that... Yeah, like, I think it's somebody else's body and why does everybody care? Like, why is everyone so deep and invested in what... Like, nobody needs to pass an opinion, really, because it's nothing to do with them, is it? That's like, so true. I love that, though. And I just wish that the, pe- the people... You don't need to say that to me. Or I don't yeah, need to say that to you, yeah. obviously. But it's the people that are in... You know, them people are so small-minded that they need to just think, like, why does... Yeah. What uh, what you how many times you fuck who you fuck yeah. all this uh, what yeah, are the matter I then? think that like when people are like think about other things like the way the world is at the minute there's so many different things going on and people are coming out and being more open and honest about themselves and I'm like living for it I'm like yeah and then people pass comment on it and they think yeah but does it affect you like if it affects your life you can pass an opinion but if it doesn't affect your life then really your opinion's not needed at all exactly. Like, it's so relevant. It is like because if you know, you know, it's it's just it just makes me think like I I sh- should and I do whatever I want, and it shouldn't matter to anyone else, and that's that's so true. I yeah. I really I really love that. Like I'm quite like unapologetically like I don't care like, but then that's you the do have to yeah, but you have had the people then like who will cry because they've slept with a few people and they're like, oh my god I shouldn't have done that well. No, you should. Did you have fun? Yeah. Was you safe? Yeah. Carry on, love. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't see the issue. I know. And it's just like, I know a person t- the other day told me a story about how they were playing a, like, what is that thing? You have the fingers up. What? Never have I ever something. Oh, yeah. And they were saying, never have I ever. And a, she, she, she was playing, she, my, this person had a high body count. It has a high body count, like 15 plus. Yeah. And a, she was playing the game and she like had a, never have I ever slept with more than five people, and then she put her finger down. Never have I ever done this, this, and this that was to do with being sexually active. Yeah. And she had all her fingers down. And then the other ones were like, she asked the two other girls that she was with, she was like, how many people have you had sex with? And they, they were like, oh, only like two or three. And then the other one was like, only two or three. But she, the fact, my point is that then girls that she was with were buzzing that she yeah, was like, high. You know, yeah. like, it was just like, that's the way I think of what yeah. you should be about. You know, you it should. just, I think like, Especially because of where we are and, like, our generation is so different to, like, other people's generation, like, our grandparents and stuff. And I think there's too much shit going on in the world to worry about your body count. Like, if you're having fun going out and, you know, then bloody hell, if that's helping you de-stress with everything else in the world at the minute, do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Especially when we haven't been able to go out for two years. If you want to go out and sleep with five people next week, I'm living for it. Like, I'm like, you're all the way. Like, I know, if you want to make it like a human sentiment, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, come on, like... <laughs> And it is time for some uncomfortable questions. <laughs> would you have a threesome? Yes. <laughs> if you were, if you were to make a wish right now, what would it be? You take your time. Um, make a wish. Like if it was genie right here. The world is back to normal. 
Like COVID. Ever. Yeah, COVID. Oh, maybe that's a bit selfish, actually, isn't it? When you think of, like, the No, but, like, stuff. that means that no one else is going to die. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were thinking that. I was like, oh, God, like, it's happened because dying, and I'm like, I want to go to the club. <laughs> um, your worst memory. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but morbid there. Hmm. Do you want to come back to that one? No, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to pick one. Can I have like a timeline? Like, can I say from the age of like sixteen to like no fifteen to sixteen? That was that yeah. whole. We forget the whole year. That was just the, yeah. The whole memory of the year was shit. The whole year. Okay, well, <laughs> does the job. Your biggest sexual fear, like, what are you most scared about when in the bedroom, which is where you are most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I live. No. Honestly, this could sound really weird, but my biggest fear is like, you know, when people like, I wanted, like, I'm all up for trying to right? I really am. But I had a friend to shit herself, and that is probably my biggest fear. Like, I can be so close to going for it, I'm like, yeah, let's do it all the way. And then I'm like, wait, no, I want to shit myself. And that's genuinely like my biggest fear. You didn't tell me about that. Anything else, I'd be vulnerable, but that just, that's terrifying. Okay. Like, what if you did shit? That's embarrassing. <laughs> Have you ever been rejected? Yes. Oh. What is your best quality, do you think? Um. Probably them caring. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I, I think... feel like I think about and feel everything so deeply. And I think that's quite... It's a blessing and a curse sometimes, but like... Yeah. Mostly of us. Yeah. I think that you... Well, if I was to answer that question about you, it would be your generosity. Like, you yeah. give so much to sh- people and do not want anything to Yeah. Them. So, I just like, that's exactly what you need for me. If I can help someone, like I'm there. Yeah. Your worst quality. What do you think the worst quality about yourself? <sighs> Probably the fact that I overshare a lot. But nah, actually that's pretty decent, Alex, because it makes me have lots of. That's friends. the reason like, I'm friends with you. Yeah, right? like it makes people think like, oh yeah, okay, she's open and honest. And then people come and talk to me about things because they're like, well, she's done most of that. She just told us all the Yeah, you, you can give advice. I remember the first day we met, you told me about <laughs> <laughs> so the person you were with the Times, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> literally. The first, like, it was within 20 minutes. Yeah, actually, not like, that was the first thing that came out. No, I don't know why, how, like why these things happened to me. I just, I'm um, like, maybe my worst quality would be like that I'm... Like, I overthink things. Maybe that's a bad Yeah, well, that's, I think... Because I think, I think oversharing's pretty pretty good because it makes people think, like, oh, yeah, she's a good person. Like, if I have a problem, I can go and tell her because she's, she's just talking about erectile dysfunction. Like, it's... Mm. Like, so nothing's off of them, it's like... Yeah. Worst date you've ever been on? Worst date? Mm, date, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> this guy picked me up from Tinder. It was a Tinder date. And he said he was going to take me to Starbucks. But then he took me in his dark lane and tried to kiss me. And I was like, no, thanks, I don't want to kiss you. And he's like, no, come on, just kiss me. And then I'll take you to Starbucks. And I thought, I dressed nice for the occasion. Do you know what I mean? I'd done my makeup. I'd put a nice pair of jeans on and that. And he just wanted to kiss me in a dark lane. I want to go and sit in Starbucks and show off my makeup skills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in the end, he never took me to Starbucks. I got out the car and walked up. Good. But you're fine from that experience. Yeah, no, our <laughs> viewers are, our <laughs> listeners are very concerned for your health. No, it wasn't traumatic or anything. It was just, he was just strange. Yeah. You know. But he let you leave, so it's Yeah, fine. only teenager, like. Mm-hmm. How long, last question, have you been without a shower, honestly? A shower? A shower. I went, like, just before I walked downstairs, but before that, it was about two days. No, but I mean, ever. Oh. Yeah. Long as you've been without a shower? Probably four days when I went to the festival. Oh, yeah, them festivals are yeah. rough. You... Yeah, I just, you know, you just have to get your wipes, you Johnson, baby wipes, like, and hope for the best. Seriously? 
Yeah. And then deodorant. Yeah. Not, but you can't get showers at festivals. You have to pay a lot of money though, don't you? Yeah, and they're gross. You might as well not even go in them. They're like muddy, they stink, like they're horrible. So I just get some Johnson baby wipes, put it over some water, <laughs> have a little wash, have a little spray, and go on your way, isn't it? Oh my god. And then when you get it and you have a good deep clean. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. Good long baths. Mm, that's why I always say if you're going to sleep with anyone in a festival, you've got to do it in the first two days because after that, it's, it's right off, really, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> because that's not going to be a, a good. Mm. Some, some advice for anyone going to a festival this year: <laughs> make sure you shag on the first two days. Oh my god. Okay, and it's time for the Peterism, the Peter quote. <laughs> Here we go, Lily. I've just read out the ones from the previous weeks just to get Lily, you know, an idea of what <laughs> to expect. So this is just one night. He said this. So I'm going to get your initial reaction. Whenever I open, I open widely. Opening. <laughs> I'm a bit worried whenever I open. Stay fucking closed around me, I hope. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think he means? Like, if you were to get, take, take a guess. It, whenever I open. And he's saying this to you. Yeah, he said to multi, in a room full oh, of people. I thought you meant just you. I thought, mm, mm, <laughs> okay. I don't know. He's obviously not talking what I'm thinking. No. Well, I'm thinking maybe was he sat there like trying to impress you with like how many cookies he could fit in his mouth or something, and you said, "Oh, Peter, that's a lot," and he said, "Yeah, when I open, when I open mine." <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's oh, amazing! Right, what it actually meant was he was sharing about his past experiences and sharing about you know trouble he's had in the past, and he's saying he went open up to people, <laughs> but he just. <laughs> But whenever I open, I open widely. Why would you say that? Why would I you not know. just say, oh, when I start talking about things, I go up for a while. You say something normally. What did you say back? Because that's quite a serious I, I I literally just got out my phone and took out down for the list. Because <laughs> I have a list of hundreds of sayings. And I was just like, everyone was wheezing because they like knew that this was going to be a moment. But, um, that's so funny. But yeah, I think it is just the thing that there's a language barrier, to be fair. Yeah. That, to be fair, like if... You know, it's not his, it, it's so not his first cool. language. Like, you can imagine him sitting there saying that really serious. Oh, like he, oh, oh, he was? Like, he didn't even think about, like, the fact that he was being highly inappropriate, really. <laughs> well, if you were ever to say that line, I think it would have a different meaning. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's going to bend over to him when I open, when I open widely, yeah, you know Every time I think that, like I do think of him, like, spreading his what yeah. legs wide open. Yeah. <laughs> like some sort of dirty talk, like. Yeah, I'm serious. Well... It has come to an end, Leanne Thomas. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks for having much. me. Thank you so much for coming. It really was. That was the best laugh I've had yet. <laughs>